Welcome to the Teaching Behavior Together podcast, where I provide you with actionable steps for making your classroom management plan effective by incorporating behavioral and social-emotional learning activities into your daily teaching. Hi, I'm Maria, and I have 10 years experience in the field of behavior analysis. In each episode, I will be providing you with effective and evidence-based strategies you can use to create a classroom environment you want to go to each morning. No longer will you be driving home in tears over the overwhelming feeling of trying to manage student behaviors. So sit back, listen up, and start seeing success. and welcome to this episode of the Teaching Behavior Together podcast. I am so excited that you're here today because I had so many requests after my last episode that I did about how to become a behavior specialist. I had so many of you reach out to me on Instagram at Teaching Behavior Together. If you're not already following me, go follow me over there. But so many of you were curious about what a behavior specialist does and how a behavior specialist functions in a school setting. So I thought I would do an entire episode on what a day in the life of a behavior specialist could look like. So there are a couple of different models and I talked to some of my other BCBA friends that work in schools to kind of talk about what our daily life looks like in the schools and what our day-to-day jobs are. And so there are a couple of different models that came out of that and I wanna talk about each one of these and also give you some strategies that if you are looking to be a behavior specialist in a school, what you can do to advocate for a role that you think will be most effective in your district, in your building, or you think you'd be best suited for. So let's get right into it. The first model that I want to talk about is the consulting model. So as a behavior specialist, you might serve as a consultant in your building. And what that looks like is a variety of different tasks in which you are an indirect service provider. So you're really providing a consultative approach to behavioral interventions where you're consulting with other professionals in the building to help support behavioral interventions and strategies that are happening in the classroom or other areas of your building. So first, I'm just going to talk about a bunch of different tasks that you might be involved in and then kind of talk about what your day-to-day might look like if you are serving as a consultant in your district. So some of the tasks you might do as a consultant would be helping teachers implement tier one classroom strategies for behavior management. You might also support tier two plan development. You might also support FBA and BIPs in your building. You're probably going to be an active member on your MTSS or multi-tiered systems of support team. You're probably going to do professional development on a large and small scale. You're probably going to be modeling a lot of strategies and interventions to teachers and special education teachers and paraprofessionals. At times, you might be providing uh, assistance with groups that have a behavioral focus. You're more than likely also going to be part of your PBIS team or your positive behavior interventions and supports team, and you're probably going to be guiding teams through data-based decisions and data collection processes. So again, if you're a consultant, you're doing a lot of indirect service work. So you are supporting teachers with the implementation of different behavioral and social-emotional learning strategies. So if you're a consultant, you might have very little interaction or direct interaction with students on that direct service level model. I'm going to talk about the direct service provider model as well because that also might be a role that you serve in a district if you are hired on as a behavior specialist or a BCBA. But for the consultant role, you're more than likely not going to have a lot of direct interaction with students. 
Now again, you might be supporting some different small group instruction that has to do with behavioral and social emotional learning, but more than likely that'll probably be the limited amount of interaction that you have with a student. So if you're thinking, I definitely do not want to be a consultant because I definitely want a lot of direct interaction with students, then that's something that, that's good to know if you want to be a behavior specialist. It's really good to know which model you think would best suit your strengths. I knew when I was looking for jobs, I really wanted to be a behavior specialist in a district. I've talked about this several times. This is literally my dream job, and I definitely wanted a consultant role. I wanted to help build the capacity for our teachers so I can reach so many students. I can really help gen ed teachers with classroom management and help building the skills of our teachers so that they're able to carry out behavioral and social emotional learning strategies in their classroom. So we're really able to maximize the success of all students. Also, in all my previous roles, I served as a consultant. So I definitely wanted a behavior specialist job where I was serving as a consultant. This is something that I love to do. I love being part of the problem solving teams and helping develop plans and helping tier one implementation of classroom management strategies. I love giving professional development. I love supporting teachers in this way. And really the consultation model is the best way to do this, right? So if I also had a caseload of students, I probably wouldn't be able to do large scale professional development, even small scale professional development with teachers so that they're able to develop different skills related to different behavioral interventions that they can use with their students. So if you're looking at the consultative model and this is something that you're interested in, your day-to-day -day might look like going to different meetings where you're with different admin or different teaching teams and talking about either specific students or groups of students and how to best support their needs. And you as a behavior specialist are there to provide strategies and interventions that address behavioral and social emotional needs. And that is going to be key when you are serving as a consultant as a district that you are bringing to the table different behavioral and social emotional learning strategies that we can use with our students to help build their success. So you're going to probably be doing a lot of research behind the scenes to see, okay, what are the, some evidence-based strategies that we can be using? You probably have a ton in the bank of strategies that you've been taught, especially if you are a BCBA, you probably have a ton of interventions that you can pull from and bringing up literature or different strategies is going to be really, really effective part of that process and that problem solving process. And you're going to be an integral part of that problem solving team. You're also probably going to be doing a lot of professional development and you're probably going to be doing that with different teaching teams or different groups of teachers or you might even be doing that on a large scale. So you might provide professional development on a monthly basis or a bi-weekly basis. As much as you can, I highly recommend providing professional development, especially if you get the freedom to choose how much professional development you provide because if you can provide professional development on a larger scale to more teachers than just one teacher at a time, you are going to to be serving so many teachers and so many students at that time so much more than you can do on that one-on-one -on -one individual basis. You also are probably gonna be doing a lot of classroom observations. So a lot of time when you're consulting, you're going into classrooms and you're observing the environment. So if you're helping a teacher with classroom management strategies, you might do several observations of their class prior to meeting with that teacher to give different strategies of implementation. 
You also might be doing observations of specific students where you're helping collect data or you're helping with observations to really kick off that FBA BIP process for a student. So you're going to be helping with data collection as well when you're doing these observations so that you're helping teachers really collect that data so we're able to make those database decisions. You're probably also going to sit in a lot of meetings where you're helping make those database decisions and where you as the behavior specialist are bringing up the data and, and doing visual analysis with the team and showing them the data so we can make those database decisions. We can help guide the team through that process. That should be our area of expertise, right? Database decisions. We love looking at data. We love collecting data. So as much as we can be involved in that process, which more than likely you will be very involved in that process, that'll probably take up a large chunk of your day as well. And then there's probably a ton of behind the scenes work that you're doing where you're helping with plan development or you're consulting with teachers one-on-one -on -one to help with plan development or brainstorming solutions to different issues that they might be having. Those are all things that are well within the realm of being a consultant in a school as a behavior specialist. One thing I do want to definitely highlight is that more than likely if you're working in a school, you as the behavior specialist are going to need to have a skill set for developing and supporting social emotional learning needs of students. I know if you're a BCBA, this might seem a little bit different to you. You might not have a lot of training in the area of social emotional learning. So if you are a BCBA, I highly suggest that if you are going into schools, you get some supervision around this topic so that you are able to help support students with their social emotional learning needs. Social emotional learning skills are behaviors. We should be able to teach social emotional learning skills just like we're able to teach students functional communication skills, okay? And this is gonna be so needed in the school setting that I highly, highly recommend looking into this area further if you don't have a lot of experience around this area. If you don't have a lot of experience with teaching social emotional learning skills explicitly or the social emotional learning competencies, I do highly recommend recommend seeking out professional development and supervision in this area, especially if you are a BCBA, because we can utilize so many principles of behavior to help teach and reinforce these skills. It is going to be such a crucial part of your role to help support the social emotional learning needs of our students. And behavioral and social emotional learning needs are so interconnected that you're definitely going to want to have some information and experience in this area. If you are a BCBA and you've been working in schools for a really long time, you probably know how how important this area is and how important we are to that process of really building social emotional learning capacity in our buildings. Okay, so the other model really is the direct service provider model in which you spend the majority of your day working one-on-one -on -one with students to provide direct service minutes per an IEP. If you are a behavior specialist and you want to work in schools and you want a direct service role, you are more than likely going to need the BCBA to carry out this role. If a IEP lists that a BCBA is going to be providing direct service, then someone with a BCBA needs to be providing that direct service. So if you are a behavior specialist or you're looking to become a behavior specialist and you really want that direct service provider role, you're probably going to need the BCBA to do that. Don't quote me on that, but more than likely, if a district is looking for a BCBA to be a direct service provider, or I'm sorry, if a district is looking for a behavior specialist to be a, a direct service provider, they're more than likely going to need that BCBA credential to do so, or some other credential, or you might be the BCBA in the district supervising the direct service of BCABAs or RBTs. So if you are looking to be a direct service provider, you might need one of those credentials in order to do it. 
If you are a direct service provider, more than likely you will have a caseload similar to like an SLP or an OT where you're spending your day servicing minutes, attending meetings as needed, being part of that problem solving team as well. You might be less involved in some of those other processes that I talked about as a consultant purely because you don't have the time to do both, right? If you're a direct service provider, you're probably going to have a caseload that's pretty high where you're providing a lot of minutes to a lot of students. So you're gonna need to be focused mainly on that. And some districts, this is the model that they're going with. They are going with the model where they're hiring different BCBAs or BCABAs or RBTs to provide those direct service minutes to students on their IEPs. Again, if you are hired on as a direct service provider, more than likely you'll be spending your day providing direct service minutes, very similar to how you would if you were in ABA home-based care or clinic-based care. And the third model is really a mix of both of those models. So some districts might hire you on so that you are on a couple of IEPs where you're providing that direct service, and then you're also providing that consultative service as well. This is probably the more rare type of model that you would walk into just because in order for you to be providing direct service, you would need a lot of time to do that more than likely, unless if there were only specific students or cases in which you would be called in to provide that service. And more and more districts are seeing the value in having a BCBA in a consultant role because you really build the capacity of the staff to help support our students and that goes a really long way. So if you're in that model where you're serving as a consultant as well as a direct service provider, your day would probably look like a mixture of the activities that I talked about as a consultant as well as direct service. And in that role, I think that it could be a little bit challenging to balance all of your responsibilities because both roles take so much time out of your day. But if your district had a really nice model and set it up in a way, it could be really effective. I will say that the majority of the people that I talk to and the majority of the situations that I know of and positions that I've seen posted are for more of BCBAs in that consultative role. That's not to say that you won't find a direct service role and if that's something that you're definitely interested in and your district doesn't have one, I would definitely reach out to your student support coordinator or pupil services director to see if that's a role that could be filled in your district and really help design that role. And if you are looking for more of a consultative role, do that as well. Help design that role in your district so that you are able to provide the services that you feel you're able to provide as a behavior specialist in a district. If you're not currently in a district, but you're looking to work in a district, I would go to interviews or apply for jobs that sound like roles that would fit your strengths. So I know that when I was looking for jobs, again, I was looking for a consultative role. So I applied to jobs that had consultative role descriptions. And when I went to my interview, I made sure that I asked questions that allowed me to see, is this the role that I'm looking for? Or is it not the role that I'm looking for? So some questions you might ask are, what are the day-to-day activities? Am I providing direct service? What's my caseload for direct service? Am I doing small groups? Am I helping with social emotional learning? Just so you know and you get a scope of what that role really looks like. As districts are hiring more and more behavior specialists, you might fall into a position where you're the only one in the district at the time. I would highly recommend advocating for having more than one behavior specialist in your district just because if it's a district with more than three or four buildings that you're servicing, it's going to be really hard to manage your time well in terms of being able to do your job really well and doing your job really effectively just for the sheer amount of travel between buildings and all of that that occurs when you are split between 
between buildings. I will say that most of the time you probably will be split between buildings unless if you're in a very large district with very large buildings, you might be assigned to one or two buildings or one building primarily if you are in a really, really large building. But it's really, really nice to have someone else in the district that's a BCBA or behavior specialist that you can bounce ideas off of because behavior is really, really complex and can be complicated, right? We can have pretty complicated situations and having someone else that you can bounce ideas off of and really help with plan development that has the same skill set and same background that you have, especially if you both have that BCBA credential, can be really, really helpful when you are working in a district. I hope this gives you insight into what it could be like to be a behavior specialist in your district or school. I love my job and would not trade it for anything. If you're looking at becoming a behavior specialist in a school and you're not already following me over on Instagram, follow me at Teaching Behavior Together. I'd love to connect with you. As always, I hope this was helpful and thank you so, so much for listening and have a great rest of the day.